is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. This morning, as should be no surprise to anyone, I've got Eric, the young brother, on with me, and Eric is going to share a tale of mystery and intrigue and possibly murder with us. Hi, Eric. No pressure. No pressure at all, Todd. That's, you know, the sad thing is a lot of times you feel that maybe you are being sarcastic or facetious. And in this case, you are not. We've discussed earlier this month when I was kind of going through some of the major moments in music history, because at this point in time, I've been trying to cipher out some information on our music ranked Facebook page. Uh, which Ooh. if anybody is interested, go like that. It's just basically a bunch of music, facts, figures, dates. Did you know in October 1969, on the 22nd, our, our good friend Paul McCartney denied that he was dead? And yes, that is a living being saying, hey, I'm not dead. You're not talking to a zombie here. He denied that the conspiracy, which is known as the Paul is dead, is not actually a thing and that he was not a replacement Paul and the Beatles are not actually using a body double or a replacement for him through the years. So that is, um, in fact, what we'll be talking about today, Todd, uh, the Paul is dead conspiracy theory, Paul McCartney replaced in 1966. I like this. This is good stuff because I'm vaguely aware that this was a thing, but I don't know a whole lot about it. Like being a guy who enjoys classic rock and is a recent convert, I guess maybe is the word, to, to the Beatles, as we discussed in, in the Beatles episode. You know, I've, I've gone online and looked at Wikipedia and various things, and I, I've seen references to this whole Paul is dead thing, but I've never really dug in or known much about it. And obviously all this took place long before you or I were alive. So I'm keen to hear some of this fun, fun stuff that you've, you've put together and know about this, because you sir are a major Beatles fan and it comes as no surprise that you would know you know many things about this and around maybe around 2003 2004 I was far more into this spirit conspiracy theory I remember going online and printing out documents of like here's the album you know here's the clues and then I would go to the Beatle albums and look and be like oh look at that you know you look at the song lyrics and you're like oh that that is obviously a clue and so forth and I was very much to the point where I could actually and I've done this before with a friend, and I kind of blew their mind, and that's why I thought, well, this is a cool topic. I would grab the albums, the vinyls, and I would then go through and say, and go in order and look at this, look at this, look at this, and maybe, maybe just convince that maybe this wasn't the original Paul McCartney. Um, so some two, of it is obviously a little <laughs> bit ridiculous, but nonetheless. So, so two questions for you on this. One, you say you you did a bunch of research and printed stuff out. I am I am absolutely picturing you with all these printouts and the albums, like strewn up all over your room, connected Um, with yarn, (laughs) all that stuff. So if you did that, that's fantastic. If you didn't do that, that's still how I'm going to picture you as having done your research. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Why would you? That, that is pretty accurate because I was trying to solve the case, Todd. Right. Uh, Right. Like a a young man in Martins Ferry, Ohio, solving the case, finding out if it really was Paul McCartney's death. Exactly. And the second thing is, because I myself have leveraged this maneuver in the past. There, there's something you're interested in and you, you dig in and you do the research. No one's making you do it except that you want the information. So you do all this research 
And then later on in a, you know, English class or a public speaking class, you've got a assignment due and you're like, well, I've already done a bunch of research. Let me repurpose this. Have you given presentation? I mean, you said you told your friend, but have you done any, you know, official presentations on this topic? And if so, what grade did you get? <laughs> well, Todd, you know, it, oddly enough, oddly enough, I did not actually make a presentation. I do believe it was actually on the list of speech topics in, in, in college when I had to give speeches, but let this was a little too serious and I need to be, I'm a little bit more silly with my speeches. I okay. will tell you on the other hand, I did actually write, <laughs> if you want to consider writing is kind of in, you know, in quotations there, um, a screenplay, an original screenplay that was dealing with the conspiracy and trying to solve it. Uh, Shut up. Yes. <laughs> are you serious? Uh, so, Todd, are you familiar with JFK, uh, the movie? Have you seen that by Oliver Stone? It's It's been a hot minute, but yeah, I, I, I remember that with uh, okay. Kevin Costner. Yes, yes. All right. So I really like that movie. It was probably about the same time, and I said, oh, this would play perfectly. So for anybody who watches that movie, it's basically a attorney in New Orleans that is kind of having somewhat flashbacks, or he's trying to bring um, some of the conspirators to, to court uh, for justice for JFK. So it's several years after the fact, and it goes between, you know, flashbacks and clips of like, this is how it must have happened. And this is the the man on the grassy knoll and this with a modern day, which would have been like 1970, maybe 1665, 66. I don't know. A couple years after JFK was assassinated right? and, you know, him taking people to court and so forth. So I wrote a clever little screenplay about a similar circumstance about this gentleman. And I believe he went to a record store, talked to the record person, the, you know, the, the drugged out record store, like owner or whatever was saying, Hey, check this out. And he started showing it. And then this kid got really deep into it. And he's like, he started finding clues that no one ever else discovered. And it became a ridiculous, you know, uh, hybrid of JFK and national treasure and all these other ones. And uh, to, to this day, I've never went back and read it because I imagine it is God awful, but it did let those creative juices flow in which, um, yeah. So I, I had all types of stuff printed out and I was kind of making it a narrative of like, how could this turn into a story? So I venture, and I do believe at some point in time, there were some uh, movies out there that people were talking about that. And I'm just like, let them do it. They're the pros. Um, I will, you know, go back to my next obsession, which at that point in time could have been fantasy football. So I went from death to, you know, fantasy football. So who knows? But uh, it is a pretty crazy theory. And I would say, Todd, imagine, imagine this. Imagine if, you know, we've been recording every single day and so forth, and the podcast is just this global phenomenon where everybody's like, yes, we're all listening and so forth. And, of course, somehow I die. And you're, like, frantic, and you're like, oh, no, the, the momentum will be shifted if, if, we, if we don't replace Eric. And then right. you replace me with a lookalike, soundalike, and everyone and, – and the momentum moves on. The, the numbers are just continuously to grow, and, and you're lining your pockets with all that – that uh, filthy podcast money. Right. And, um, and then people, you know, <laughs> so th people start saying, Hey, you know, start leading in because you're starting to drop clues in each episode, you know, about the, the, the death of Eric and, um, and, you know, slowly but surely people come up with a conspiracy theory of it. You know, that, that is essentially what people are believing now from an in inside perspective, if that's not the truth and people start saying this, you're going to think they're damn crazy much like Ringo and George and John Lennon thought these people were crazy. <laughs> Ringo went as far to say, you know, if 
if you believe it, you believe it. But, you know, like <laughs> it's the craziest thing ever. And uh, Lennon straight out said that was just insane and insanity. So it is uh, I, it's it's lovely. Yeah, I guess that's probably the only part where the Beatles and I diverge, because otherwise I could I could absolutely be a fifth Beatle. But I would play that as, oh, yeah, Eric. Yeah, we, we super replaced him and tell stories about how hard it was to have the secret interviews to find the perfect Eric replacement. Like I would just lean into it, but that's just me. You know, I would have I would have Abby, you know, update the Toddcast cover art with subtle clues. I would uh, record messages backwards in, you know, the interstitials in between segments uh, to, to just feed into it. But that's just me, you know. Me and my former brother are top-level trolls, and we would just, you know, enjoy that in his memory. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. So, Todd, I think we've premised this enough. I think it would only make sense to, number one, play a commercial. Number two, play our first uh, hidden message of us saying something backwards, mask. And as malware music, so hitting as he hits Yes. And now to commercial. And now, back from the dead, I mean from these commercials. Eric, tell us this story. All right, Todd, here, here's the, the meat and potatoes. So Paul is dead is, of course, an urban legend and a conspiracy theory. So on November 9th, 1966, there was a secret lookalike, a replacement that uh, took over for Paul McCartney. So the urban legend, and I'm going to do most of this from memory, and if I need to throw up some, some um, notes, I will do that. But for the most part, Paul McCartney died in a car accident, horrific car accident in England around that same time frame. So okay. the Beatles were on their hot streak. I mean, this the, this is the Beatles in 1966. You know, Beatlemania just is running wild. They're releasing hit after hit. They are the Beatles that we know and love today. But Paul McCartney was a huge factor, many people's favorite. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody had their favorite Beatle, but Paul is beloved by many and was obviously one half of Lennon McCartney, which is probably the greatest singer-songwriting team of all time, you know, especially right. for the hits they had. So when you replace Paul, what happens? You have three Beatles, you lose a leader, the management, the other Beatles, they did not want this to happen. And as good friends they were with Paul McCartney, they said, we need to find a replacement. So just picture this, they're running around trying to find a replacement. Well, luckily they had, they identified a man named William Campbell, or we might know him as Billy Shears okay. as the replacement. So he was the winner of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest at some time, right? So there was a public uh, you know, lookalike contest in which they replaced him. They said, hey, this is the guy that won it. Let's go grab him, throw him in a back room, tell him never to speak of this again. We're changing his identity, everything. You are now Paul McCartney. And that essentially, <laughs> that essentially is the start of the nasty, crazy uh, conspiracy. Now, this was this was thrown together, and I believe some disc jockey from the United States somewhere started putting together clues after that date of why, like, hey, this Paul doesn't look quite the same. This Paul is acting a bit different. This Paul doesn't play the bass guitar the same. And they started putting all these little clues together. And, of course, since the Beatles were this revolutionary band and they wanted to pay homage to their lost friend Paul, they would throw clips they would have messages in their music, and then they would also have, you know, album cover tributes and all types of other things that would then be small little clues to tell the public, hey, you know, we, we hate to keep this from you, but we also can't go out in public and tell you this. Of course, and that's why everyone, you know, 
when you ask Ringo or any of those. That's this, this is a ridiculous theory, and that's right. kind of how you know conspiracy theories work, Todd. Yeah, that's so. that's fair. So, I mean, I know you just rattled off some dates, but again, not not growing up with the Beatles, you know, as the albums were released. Like, what time frame is this? Like, like what yeah. was the last album that actually had the actual Paul McCartney <laughs> as opposed to the sure. stand-in? Okay, so so the que- the question here is a matter of release. So if he died in November of 1966, right, then okay. you're looking at, I remember the first album that was released was Yesterday and Today. Okay, and this was pretty pro. This was pretty um, pretty big album in in terms of it was like a re-release. If you know re- yesterday and today, have you ever heard of the butcher like the baby the butcher and baby album cover? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. It, you know, if you have that co- cover now, it is worth some big bucks because of course oh, yeah. the album now just has Paul McCartney um, sitting in a box. Uh, like a, a drum kit box or some type of chest, right? But that is right. the first album. So Rubber Soul just came out. It looks like Rubber Soul was released December 6, 1965. So our good Paul would have been on Help, uh, Rubber Soul, so forth. Yesterday, today came out. Now, Revolver is the next like actual album released August 1966. So that would have probably been one as well, um, at least been recorded. And then Sgt. Pepper, of course, is May 1967. So... I'm guessing Paul would have been on Revolver because when it's released, obviously it was um, was released prior to. So, but I remember yesterday and today being a being a cover that was talked about because of okay. course, of course, when you look at it side by side, and if anybody wants to type in yesterday and today in their their Google machine, the the original album cover is the Beatles and with a bunch of baby dolls, all kind of corpse bloody, <laughs> and, and a bunch of right. Like, raw meat it's it's it's, it's grizzly that that's why they pulled it right because they're like yeah this is a bit much uh yeah yeah and of course the conspiracy says you have this little baby's head held right up to paul's which is signifying that his head was smashed and decapitated because that's the Uh thing is paul was decapitated in this car wreck so if if memory serves me correct there was just a matter of they were at a stoplight or a red light and uh you know he was running somebody ran the red light and killed him at you know middle of the night which is also, not to skip ahead, a uh, lyric in a Sgt. Pepper song. Um, a Day in the Life, I believe they're talking about someone that's dying from a car wreck. And that is, of course, our good friend Paul. But okay. the yesterday and today, of course, is the symbolism is that we're holding the head up against Paul McCartney because he was decapitated. And, of course, this is why there's blood everywhere and the meat. Now, what co- becomes even more fun is when they replace that album cover. And a lot of them were like stickers over top because they already played right. a lot. You see Paul, everybody's there, and then Paul is in this box. But if you turn it sideways, it looks like Paul is in a casket. So it actually uh, shows okay. him laying down in a casket, which is, once again, another big clue. But the whole concept of Paul is dead is that they were going to you know, drop these little clues in there. So uh, there are a gangbuster amount of clues on uh, some of the other albums. Which, of course, Sergeant Peppers. So if you would describe to me what Sergeant Peppers cover, just give me a little rundown. Give, give the audience, if they've never seen this, number one, oh, get wow. your eyes checked. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> or, yeah. hit, hit an internet every now and again. Uh, yeah. Listen to, you know, anything. Yeah, so Sergeant Peppers is a, to call it a group photo seems to be a major understatement. You, you've got the Beatles, and then you've got, I believe, wax likenesses of the Beatles, and then just an absolute 
pardon me, fuck ton of like cardboard cutouts of various celebrities and, and popular figures all gathered around them. And there's a, a nifty little uh, flower arrangement that spells out, you know, the name of the band and, and the album and so forth. Uh, lots of little Easter eggs and gems just among all the the people, quote, that are gathered there. Is there, well, is, there, is, there is there a fair bit of good conspiracy level fun well, times would, in Sgt. Pepper? I would, you, would you call it maybe a funeral? Uh, you know, that's flowers with the, with the tons of with people. The, with the exception of some of the colorful clothing on, I can't remember if it's the actual Beatles or the or the yeah. uh, the wax ones. With the exception of that, no, I'd never made that connection before. But no, that would make perfect sense for that to be a, a funeral situation. Yeah, well, that's kind of that's kind of what it looks like. So, all right, here we go. If you have your album <laughs> covers ready, let's talk about some of the major ones. So, I believe, and I don't remember what religion or or culture. If you have your an open palm over someone's okay. head. That is a sign of like either death or, or, you know, coming death or, you know, something like that. And of course there's a, there's a gentleman with an open palm over top of Paul McCartney, the real Paul McCartney, um, or Billy Shears for this matter, his head. Right. So that is number one. If you look at number, the, the entire cover is basically a funeral, so to speak in the actual Beatles where it's flowers towards the bottom, there's actually a three stringed guitar which I don't know if it necessarily symbolizes that there's three Beatles left, but I believe it also symbolizes the bass guitar that um, Paul would play. I believe it is a left-handed one. Um, Where there is a Shirley Temple doll, of course, there is a bloody driving glove, which signifies that he was wearing driving gloves. Now, uh, the weird part is if you would grab a mirror, okay, and where it says Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts, club band in the middle of the drum set which is an exact right. middle if you'd grab a mirror you could look at it and backwards it says 11 9 he died which means november 9th he died and that is how it oh looks yeah that so so you can find a nice picture uh online that actually has this done for you instead of using the whole mirror technique but if that is something you enjoy then you know grab the there's mirror. just there's just a treasure trove of fun little nuggets in Sgt. Pepper's, even beyond what just seemed like quirky, fun things to include. There's some specific stuff that feeds into this theory. Oh, oh, yes. The other aspect, there was the guitar, I believe, spells Paul somehow. Uh, um, I can't remember how they say it. it's done, but like the, the flowers look to be like it spells Paul out. If you open up, if you actually open up the, if you have a vinyl or you're looking at a CD that has the open up, inside, of course, there's the four Beatles, but of course, Paul is turned. Everyone is faced forward except for Paul, which is fun. Okay. There's also, so inside there's another picture of the Beatles and then Paul has a black armband and there is a, uh, it says OPD. I think it's basically, it's signified he was pronounced dead. Like he has this patch that doesn't seem uniform on anybody else's, but the patch signified that he, he was dead on arrival. Basically something about um, about when you over in Britain, when you're that they don't call it dead on arrival, they call it something else. And that was obviously there. Also, where uh, Paul is uh, or the cover where our Beatles are in the inside where the lyrics are, George is pointing to Wednesday morning at five o'clock, which is the time Paul met his maker, so to speak. So ah, there is a okay. the clue there. Then there is a phone number 
uh, listed that you later you'll you will talk about. So there's a phone number, a listed phone number that you can call, and if you did it at 5 a.m. on Wednesday, that would tell you the secret message or the that was the conspiracy as well. So there oh there my. are plenty plenty of clues. Not not to mention, like I said, in Day in the Life where they're talking about um, the gentleman that had a car wreck. That is of course of our of Paul. Right. So that is. I mean, there are more. I will not go through with that many because we have others. Todd, you are very familiar with Abbey Road. Have you heard, and I think this is the one aspect where you kind of put some of this together. Are you familiar with what Abbey well, Road I, signifies? I, I heard a thing, and it's like the way that they're all dressed and arranged on that. It's because uh, I think it's George is in like jeans and stuff, and he's supposed to be like the, the, guy, the, the grave digger. And John is all fancied up like he, he was going to, you know, preside over the thing. And I can't remember anything about Ringo, but there's a thing where like Paul is not wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, but he's, he's dressed up and it's like, well, yeah, that's because, you know, I guess when they put you in the casket, you don't necessarily need shoes because you're covered up or something like that. I don't know how much of that I got right or wrong compared to what it is you're talking about. But that's what I remember slash air quotes. No about yeah, the Abbey Road cover relating yeah, to Paul's Yeah, dad. you're nearly perfect on that. I mean, for the most part, you have John, who's all in white. He's the preacher or, or whatever you would call the pastor or whatever. Burial. Um, Paul, uh, Ringo is a Paul Bear, so he is, okay. he is dressed as a Paul Bear. Uh, Paul, of course, is walking without shoes. He's in bare feet because he is dead. Um, and then, of course, uh, George was the grave digger because he's all in jeans. So that is essentially what that was signifying. Now, there is, of course... <laughs> a, uh, I believe it's a Volkswagen Beetle, and the mm-hmm. license plate says 28 if, meaning Paul would have been 28 if he didn't die, which is okay. just like, okay, uh, that is uh, one of the little little aspects there. And of course, there are always, you know, some songs and so forth, which we won't go into full details of all the songs and, and hidden messages and so forth, because album covers are more fun. All right, so... Magical Mystery Tour, it has a nice, lovely photo of the Beatles dressed up in ridiculous outfits. And, of course, right. Paul is a, is a black walrus. So let's see if we can figure out what a black walrus uh, represents. And I believe it's some type of – I don't know if it's a death character or it's just an homage that's saying, hey, this – you know, we're saying that the walrus is, is signifying death. Um, it says, Arctic cultures see the walrus as a symbol of death. There we go. I found the information. So on the cover itself, there is a thing where it says Beatles. Okay. All right. This is, it's, it's done in stars. Okay. So it's kind of a, it's like a loose representation of, you can tell it says the word Beatles, but if you're really looking, you can also tell that it's, uh, it's a number that is two, three, one, seven, four, three, eight. And that is the number that you would call at 5 AM on Wednesday morning and get all that information. So, okay. um, yeah, it, it is loose. I think you have to turn it completely upside down. So you turn the album upside down and that's how those numbers come. And, and I can see it as, you know, I could see it being a thing. Maybe, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's <laughs> right. It's one of those, but it's fun. Nonetheless, you do hear strawberry fields. You're familiar with the song. Oh, yes. All right. Every now and then I just got to check in with you. Let me let myself breathe. Um, no, that's fair. Considering, that's, that's... Um, that's but fair. Strawberry this, Fields, this... at the very end, uh, you'll hear John, I believe, say cranberry sauce, which I right. some people are, are claiming that you hear, I buried Paul. So I this... think that's selective listening. 
that's that's another one that I've heard, and it it goes back to what I think is probably my first exposure to the whole Paul is dead situation, and that goes back to those cassette tapes that I listened to back in the day of you know was the devil's music and talking about the backwards masking, and I think they briefly touched upon some of those things and i now that you say that out loud i specifically remember the oh yeah they say he's saying cranberry sauce but why would you say that really it's paul is dead um, yeah yeah it's, isn't it's... It, isn't there some <laughs> sort of thing about revolution number nine them saying it over and over and if you play it backwards it's it's saying something like turn me on dead man and they also yep. tie that into this okay you got it um, you got it i yeah, may be that's... jumping the sequence here but no, That's I mean, we're, we're just you know, popped into my head. No, we're just going with some of the fun facts. So like the easy things that you can remember and so forth. But yes, Turn Me On Dead Man is one. And then they also in the in Glass Onion, the song, John actually says, here's another clue for you all. The Walrus is Paul. So he's definitely right. talking about he, he's 100 percent telling people, you know, and he's <laughs> in on the joke, I think, which is right. like why John Lennon is a great troll. Um, mm -hmm. So inside of the White Album. The White Album was pure blank, so there was nothing there. But inside, there was a photo reel or, or like, I don't think I've ever looked inside, but I guess there's some type of booklet, right? So okay. in the booklet, there is uh, – <laughs> this is a close one. So there's a picture of Paul McCartney with glasses and a mustache. This is the official William Campbell picture. It's not actually of Paul McCartney. It is the lookalike William Campbell, which is Billy Shears, okay? Um, okay. It looks – it. You know, it looks much like a uh, like a driver's license photo. It's real tiny and so forth. And of course, the really ridiculous one is the autopsy photo in which Paul McCartney is in a bubble bath, but it looks like he's dead. Of course, he's laying all the way back, washing his hair. And that, of course, is a picture of the autopsy of them cleaning the body. But doesn't make much sense if he was decapitated, right? Right. Either That's way. what I was just thinking. Like, how does that work if he didn't have a head? But, you know, who are we to question these things? Yes. Which, you know, all these things come together. Uh, there's a song called I'm So Tired, and if you play it backwards, of course, it's gibberish, and of course, they say it's Paul is dead, Paul is a de dead man, miss him, miss him, miss him. So that is, that is, uh, <laughs> that is, you know, and, and that's the kind of stuff, that, you know, I, I perfectly love um, about many of these things, but I believe that is many of the wonderful clues uh, for our wonderful Paul is dead theory. Uh, you will be able to find tons more. Well, like there, there well. really are a ton more in terms of like, oh, this is, you know, um, and a, here's one. Here's in uh, Your Mother Should Know music video. Of course, all the gentlemen are wearing red roses on their uh, their suits, except for Paul, who's wearing black. Like, I think it just became a troll job once they realized that this was a thing. And oh, well, I think you, I think you have to. Like I said, I. It, if something like this were to go down, I would just be leaning into it. And, you know, if somebody asked me point blank, what's up with you replacing Eric? I'd be like, oh, that's that's crazy. Eric is Eric is Eric. You're you're off your rocker. But I would be throwing in every little Easter egg, hidden nugget wherever I could to try and feed the nonsense, because that's just fun times right there. And uh, so so in last trolling, uh, of course, Paul, for his live album, I believe he named it Paul is live which is fantastic. So I think we, <laughs> I think we depart on that because, you know, this is uh, the wonderful conspiracy theory. I would say anybody that's interested, go look some stuff up. You will be able to find some good information. Uh, you definitely kind of want to look. You want to have a multimedia option here. You want to look at the pictures and see what it is, plus backward masking, you know, 
a lot of people do the work for you now, so you don't have to actually oh, yeah. get that record out and play it backwards. But yeah, um, that is well, what you know. I have for Paul is dead, and that's amazing. And thank you for sharing that, Eric. It makes it all very worth the the time and energy and outlay of cash that it was for me to find a quality Eric replacement. And you, <laughs> sir, have served admirably today. <laughs> Good deal. You know, maybe if you play your cards right at some point in the future, you can be knighted. So something to look forward to there. Thanks for the info, Eric. Thank you, listeners, for, for coming along with the ride in the field test of the replacement, Eric. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. 